Well, hello, welcome to another edition of the Star Owls podcast with me, Alex Miller, and the man in the note, Joe Cran, uh, ahead of another Sheffield Wednesday game in the bright and very hot weather. Um, yeah, I'm sick of it, mate. I'm sick yeah. of it. I don't have enough aircon in my house for this. <laughs> um, yeah, frankly, going to Hillsborough in, in shorts is, uh, is something I could get used to. And yeah, I won't lie, mate. Sunderland was absolutely delightful. Yeah. I went in my shorts and my T-shirt, didn't have to stick a jumper on or anything. They were 2 nil up. I didn't have to rewrite my match report. It was just just a really nice night out. Long may that continue. I'll have a bit of that all season. That That is the dream, isn't it? We'll, we'll give, yeah. uh, give give the guys a a little peer behind the curtain. Because obviously, our, you know, these days with the internet and stuff, our match reports have got to go on the whistle. Um, yeah. So when it's, you know, when, it, when teams are drawing, going into the last 10 minutes, when there's a one goal difference between the two teams it, it's a stressful time isn't it because if, if something goes late your whole match report has to well, change the, 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 at least you're professional enough to um to write it and then change it i'm just so terrified that i'm gonna jinx it that i just don't write anything so if it's like one nil with 10 minutes to go i start tentatively writing it and i never i never write my headline or my first paragraph where you sort of say wednesday have done this because i'm terrified that the minute i type the word Wednesday one, there's a one-one coming, and I don't want to be the reason why that has happened. Yeah, I've, I've jinxed Wednesday plenty of times. People will be horrified to hear. Um, yeah, we're we're a couple of minutes in. If you are watching, uh, hello, first of all, thanks for joining us, um, and do fire in your comments and questions. We've just spoken to Michael Hickwa and Darren Moore ahead of Charlton Athletic, another big club coming to Hillsborough. In uh, you know, there's some big names in this in this first few weeks, Joe. Um, yeah. Wednesday, four points, two clean sheets on the bounce. Obviously, as you said, dumped out championship opposition in midweek. Is everything as rosy as it appears to be at Sheffield Wednesday? I think I think so. You know, you look at the situation. I mean, people talk about two points a game, don't they? You know, that's what we spoke to David Stocktail after the MK game, and he was saying that that's their target. They want to get to 90 points. So, you know, they're on for that. Good win against Sunderland, I think. Yes, there's a lot to be said for the opponents. They didn't. It wasn't a full strength Sunderland side, but it wasn't a full strength full strength Wednesday side either. So, um, yeah, I just think it's going quite nicely. The only downside now has been Akinfemewo's injury. Obviously, it's uh, we spoke to Darren after it happened, and he said at the time he thought it might be a bad one. Um, spoke to him again a couple of days later, and he said, "Yeah, he's going to be out for some time." And talking to him today, he sort of reiterated that we are talking. We're talking months here. This isn't a you know back in a few weeks job. Um, so because of that, they're now on the lookout for a, another centre back. But that aside, you know, talk obviously we'll touch on it later, later with the injuries. But there's been plenty of good news on the injury front. We're going into the Charlton game and and things are looking um, yeah looking pretty good. It was nice to get a clean sheet against MK because after the way the first game went, I think that was was really important. That wasn't it. I think so. Um, you know, people like us. Obviously, there's. Uh... There's a fair bit of nervousness, I think. In isolation, you know, it still would have been a concern, but off the back of what happened at Wigan as well, there were goals flying in very much in the same uh, sort of manner as as perhaps last season. And, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, there's a sign that that they're certainly working on uh, improving that that defensive record. And, and, you know, you can't say fairer than than two clean sheets on the bounce. Um, You mentioned injuries there. Obviously, Akin for Maywo, 
uh, a difficult one. We'll, we'll get on to what that means for Wednesday in the transfer market in a minute. But in terms of injuries, I think the name on everyone's list, uh, lips is uh, Lee Gregory, who hobbled out. You could, you could feel it when he went off the other night. It was <laughs> literally went off and you just felt everyone go, oh, no, yeah. not again. Yeah. yeah. Um, bit of tightness, Darren Moore said. Yeah. yeah, he's been put through his his paces today. You know, picking out what uh, what Darren sort of said. Perhaps he's not been that involved since they'd have had a rest day, of course, um, on Thursday. Um, but yeah, what, what what do you make of that? It seems like he's hopeful that he'll be able to play a full part tomorrow. Yeah, it was interesting because when I was talking to Darren afterwards, I, I sort of asked him, you know, what the situation was with with taking Lee off, whether he would be ready for the next game. And he just kind of said, as soon as he felt even a little twinge, we just wanted to get him off. He said, we, we, he almost said, we could have waited until our time, but we didn't want to risk it. And I think that that's, you know, that's fine. It, it was one of those situations where being, like watching it on the TV or, you know, being behind the, the, the dugouts is actually better than being where we are in the press box because everyone on TV knew what was going on. All we saw was him going off and everyone saying it's, it's his hamstring and we had to wait until afterwards. <laughs> and there was some guys on Twitter saying, but we told you it was precautionary. And I was like, well, I can't really take your word for it, mate. You know, I've got to kind of ask the manager about that first. But yeah, it was. it's really it's really good to know that Lee's, you know, fine because he's going to be a big part for him. He was really good against Sunderland. Um, I thought both strikers led the line well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, just one of those things where I think Wednesday fans, it's just kind of the, the default now, isn't it? You see someone injured and you automatically think... Uh, Season's over, so it's, it's nice to know that that's not always the case. It, it, it's one of those, isn't it? Because you know, especially with Fumeo, so you know he comes in, and, and Darren Moore has spoken so much about you know his, his preference for a, a left-footed ball-playing yeah. defender on, on that left-hand side, and um, you know Fumeo was was doing okay. MK Dons, you know, I think there were a couple of hairy moments in there, but certainly showed that he's got the attributes that, that Darren Moore is looking for. After what happened with uh, Lewis Gibson last season, he's not had a, a great deal of luck in in filling that spot. And and Lewis Gibson's obviously signed for for Bristol Rovers today. We we gathered that Wednesday weren't ever really you know in 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 that race or or all that interested in uh, in Gibson uh, making a return to Wednesday. But it has opened up the possibility. Wednesday are very much looking to fill that spot. Yeah, and it's a tough, it's a tough position as well. You know, you know, cultured left-footed centre-backs are they're not ten a penny. You know, you're not finding one all over the place, and I think that's one of the difficult things. You know, it's in in a two, a lot of managers these days want to have that balance, even when you're playing two centre-backs. But it's it's even more important when you're when you're playing with a three because of the what that sort of left centre-back role entails, being able to you know pass the ball first time without having to take a touch, little things like that make a big difference. Um, so yeah, Darren has said, um, in as 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 confirmatory as Darren Moore gets when it comes to um, what he says, he said it's probably fair, it's safe to say. I think is what he said when we asked if he was looking after a, another left side centre back. So they are they are definitely looking for one. Whether they'll get one or not, it's uh, is you know that's up for debate. He also told you if the transfer window closed tonight, he'd be quite happy about it. So you know, <laughs> make of that what you will. <laughs> Let's go down the list then. We'll we'll, we'll talk transfers. Uh, he also said that a third choice goalkeeper. So that that's exciting, isn't it? A third choice yeah. goalkeeper. That's something to 
fill the newspaper pages with. It's always really nice when you are that third choice goalkeeper as well, knowing full well that you're signing for a club as the third choice. You yeah. know, like you're not going there going, oh, I've got a chance here. Yeah, yeah, just to be a, a good bloke around the place. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, a, a third choice goalkeeper, uh, a left sided central defender, a couple of attackers. He mentioned um, any sort of attacker, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so to my count, that's that's four. And uh, from I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, it sort of felt you know a bit like Wednesday. We're we're heading towards a, a quiet end to the transfer window. All of a sudden, the next couple of weeks could be quite busy. Yeah, well, we expected Wilkes to get done a long time ago, didn't we? You know, that was one that we we thought was going to be wrapped up. That, you know, still might happen, might not happen. The, the Fameiro thing has added another one into it. I mean, we've said for a couple of weeks that we thought, you know, two or three. That was kind of where we thought they were going to be. But now we are getting to the stage when, you know, you're into the last two weeks, a window almost, and you're thinking, oh, so we've not signed anybody else yet. Um, mm. And I think from a, from a fan perspective as well, it... it Transfers keep that kind of good atmosphere going. It just, you know, every time a transfer comes in, it kind of gives that little bit of an extra boost. And um, it'd be nice to have a couple of those. I, I still think Wednesday will end up with a couple of Premier League loans, you know, maybe top end championship loans. That's kind of the ballpark, I think, especially with the attackers, because they're going to want that little bit of youthful exuberance that you get from a, you know, someone who, exactly like a Tyrese John Jules, actually, you know, like someone like that when he's, when he's fit. So I do think Wenzel will end up with a, with a couple of those. But as we've said before, even though a lot of the guys have gone out on loan already, there will still come a point in the last week or so of the window when teams in the Premier League say, right, well, we've settled our team now. Sorry, mate, you're not gonna you're not gonna be part of this. And and I think that's when Darren Moore gets a call saying, you know, that guy we mentioned to you a few weeks ago. Do you fancy him? Yeah, certainly going to keep us on our toes, isn't it, for the uh, the remainder? I, I, I had my feet up at one stage. I thought, you know, we'd, we'd cruise into the end of the transfer window now. Yeah, eight eight signings in early doors. We thought we were breezing. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it keeps everyone interested at least. Um, so, yeah, in terms of the makeup of the side tomorrow, obviously the, the cup game was sort of kicked on another another day, wasn't it, for, for Sky Sports coverage on the Wednesday. Yeah. It feels like the the clamour from some quarters for, for Dennis Adenaran to make a, a start on Saturday. It, it, surely this game just comes a bit too uh, a bit too soon for him. Yeah, and also with the injury he had, because he was out for so long, you know, starting him, because he played almost 90 minutes the other day, starting him twice on the bounce is probably a big ask anyway. Um, you know, he was probably a bit shattered after that, that game. I mean, he was brilliant, you know. I have to say that because he, he generally was. He, he just ran his socks off for the whole time. His goal was great. His assist was great. And it was just a, just a really good all-round performance from him. I mean, they're not struggling in that centre midfield position, are they? They're not. And we've, we've got a question, actually, from uh, Liam Norcliffe. Uh, sometime of this parish, a, a former uh, star man now doing good work uh, covering Chesterfield. Hey, up, fellas. Keep up the good work. Thanks very much, Norcliffe. Uh, question. <laughs> His checks in the be, post. Yeah. <laughs> what would be your three central midfielders if all six are fit? What a question. There's six to choose from, I think. Six senior. Yeah. And that, that's counting the likes of of Alex Hunt. Um, what do you reckon, Joe? I, honestly, and this is going to sound like a real cop-out of an answer, but I really think it depends on the opponents. I think there are, there are certain games that suit certain players. I mean, Barry Bannon starts every game for me. That's not even a doubt. You know, I think that 
So there has been a little bit of stuff after the Sunderland game saying, oh, yeah, we won without him. Uh, for me, it's irrelevant. Um, Barry starts every week. Uh, the other two positions are the one that's up for grabs. And, you know, George Byers has been excellent for, what, four months, five months now, um, sort of midway through last season. Fizz has started this season like a house on fire. Dennis had an absolute world the other day. The, 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 there are some really tough decisions to make, even though Darren says not, apparently. He was asked about it earlier. He said, is it a tough decision? And he just says, not really. Because, you know, every season he's been training and I'm sure they all back each other to, you know, do the job whoever's picked. But, yeah, I think if, if we're talking this weekend's game, I think I'd go Byers, Fizz and, and Barry again. They, they'd be the, the three that I'd go. Um, I just think it's a little bit too soon to be asking him, you know, asking Dennis to be doing 180 minutes, I suppose. Uh, Liam, thanks for the question. If uh, you are watching on Facebook, do post uh, your questions, your points of view, and uh, Joe and I will get through as many of them as we possibly can. You, Liam, you've got to answer as well, by the way, mate. Don't don't think you can back out. You're really, picking no, up no. as well. <laughs> I'm, look, I, I'm, I think I'm the same as you. I think horses for courses is the way that we wriggle off this hook, isn't it? But um, <laughs> if they're in an FA Cup final tomorrow, yeah, I think I think buyers at the base uh, with with the running and the uh, the athleticism of, of Delhi Bashira, and then obviously, like you say, Barry Bannon uh, is the first name on the team sheet, isn't he? I think in a lot of ways. Um, but again, you know, it's a long season ahead. You know, Will Volks will certainly have a lot to say about that. Um, you know, the performances of the likes of um, Delhi Bashira. Let, let's just talk about Tyrese Backinson, Bakinson. We're good. I think we're going with Backinson, aren't we? Yeah. Um, what What did you make of him? There, there was a bit of a mixed sort of, you know, no, no one particularly scathing, but uh, there was a, a mixed reception to his performance on on Twitter. I thought, you know, early doors, I think there was a there was an early clearance that was more like a crossing. <laughs> oh, you bad, that. Yeah, he got, he, got, he got his feet in the muddle. But for, for the main part, he, he's something that adds something that Wednesday didn't necessarily have an awful lot of. What on earth are you doing? Where are you going? I, I'm moving. My laptop's dying. Right. I thought I might be able to see it out, but it's not happening. <laughs> so I have to what, what did you make of uh, of Backington? I thought I thought he played. I thought he played well in in patches. You know, I, I, he did sort of by the the time the game came to an end, he didn't look like he'd. Um, I was going to say had enough, but that's the wrong term because that suggests a lack of you know desire. I think he was just a little bit knackered by the end of it. Um, but I, I do think that there were some really nice points in there. There was one little nutmeg that that sort of I think showed. The sort of spatial awareness that he he plays with and what he can bring to the table, um, and and like you say, there's a lot that he brings that Wednesday haven't had. You know, they haven't had that that tall centre midfielder for a while now. I mean, you look back at last season, and yeah, Massimo Luongo was a was a you know big physical player. Barry's got so much in his locker, but it's a very different scenario with with Tyreek, who is generally massive. I think he's about six four. Um, but he's, he's obviously technically very good as well. You know, he's good, good of his feet. And I think that Wednesday just have a lot of options now. They, they really are in a position that they can go, right, how do you want to play against this team? And they have the players to pick, you know, whichever route they want to take. I mean, what did you think of, of him the other night? Because I, I really did think he was really good in patches and then at other times looked like a player who hasn't played for a while, which is entirely understandable, I suppose. Yeah, I thought more of the more of the former. You know, I, I, I was really quite impressed with him, and I think once you take into consideration the fact that he's not 
not played a, a great amount of football, um, but it was the attributes that excited me. You know, everything you've just sort of mentioned and um, I think breaking from midfield, he had a couple of really eye-catching moments and, you know, in the Delhi Bashiru mould, I think, in, in some of the things that he did, yeah. uh, which raises its own questions about his possible future, but it's not something that we're going to get into now. Um, but just, just on, on Backington, you know, you, little things like that, that nutmeg, it's um it it's a small section of the game and it's not like you know nutmegs win you matches and stuff like that but i just think it shows the like say his his awareness and, and what he's got when he when he's assessing the situation around him because it wasn't like you know sometimes you see these accidental nutmegs it was very much a i've seen a little bit of a gap here he knocked it through and he went and i think that's the sort of thing that that Wednesday could do with you know players who can find that little bit of a gap when it's needed and find space what do we know about Charlton then? Um, obviously, a big name, another former Premier League club coming to uh, coming to Hillsborough. They've started well under their new management, and uh, you know there's all sorts of names that will be familiar to to the guys listening to this. Jaden Stock in particular is a threat. Yeah, I think that's the main thing for me. I'm quite looking forward to him in in the Equay and Ennigan just going at each other. You know, I think I say those two because I I mean we're not really sure who the the third centre back will be. I would think. Based on his last two performances, I would think it'd be Liam Palmer. So I think he was he was great at MK and he was he was even better at, at, against Sunderland. Um, but yeah, but I just think with with Edigan and the Equi specifically, they're they're the big lads. Um, I, I would imagine that they're going to enjoy playing against him as much as he's going to play enjoy playing against them. Well, I asked uh, Equi about that earlier, and I thought he enjoying the prospect of, of roughing up with Jaden Stockley. He just went, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, certainly, uh, certainly want to keep an eye on, um, and yeah, I mean, it's another one that you can file as difficult. You know, we, we've said this uh, in the the opening two games, but it is a difficult first sort of month, month and a half of uh, of the season. And, and Wednesday, so yeah. far, Touchwood have, have navigated it okay. Yeah, and, and I think that that's it swings and roundabouts when you come to this stuff, innit? Because you could say, you know, rather don't have a as tough a start, and you get to space out a little bit. But I kind of think, get it out, like, you know, these tough games, I think it can set you a little bit of a base as a team. You can look at these first five, six games, and if you get those two points per game that you're looking for, you can really look at you can look back at it and go, yeah, you know, if we can get those 12 points from those six games, we can really kick on here. We can kick on for the rest of the season. Um, and I think that where Wednesday are at now, if they can get, you know, I think they should be looking for three points at home. You know, we, we've seen how good the home form has been. If you can get another three points, you're looking at seven from nine. You can't really ask for much more than that from the from the three opponents that Wednesday have faced. Go on then. We'll wrap up by playing a bit of football manager. You've got to name the uh, side for tomorrow. I think most of the uh, positions are sort of nailed on. Left centre half. Yeah. You mentioned Liam Palmer there. Would you go with uh, with Palms again? I think so. I mean, the the, the way that he because he was really good at right wing-back against MK Dons, and to be asked to shift um, to left centre-back in the way that he was in a game as tough as that, I think he, you know, it just said a lot about the way that, that Liam gets on with his business. Um, and uh, Yeah, so I, I think there I'd be starting him again. I wouldn't really, really change much else, to be honest. Um, you know, obviously, Lee Gregory's back, so that, you know, there's this probably the, the, the change of, of putting him with, with Windass up top. Uh, obviously, not. It's come too soon for Michael Smith. will be back on the 
back on the grass, as the saying goes, on Monday. So that'll be you know nice to have him as an option again. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be making too many changes because I just think they looked you know really quite solid against MK Dons, and you know you don't want to change things up too much. I, w- I wouldn't be completely surprised if Reese James keeps his keeps his place yeah. at left wing. Yeah, he, he, he looked does, really tidy, didn't he? Yeah, he, he does tick those boxes, and he, he did look tidy. And I think there was a, a bit of a uh, an intake of breath when when he was named there, and you know, was it was it similar to Marvin Johnson? But I, I think you know, those are apples and oranges. He, he's played on in that position certainly in, in pre season. He's done it a couple of times for Darren Moore at at Doncaster and he's, he's proven himself very much in a, I don't know, a Palmer mould of, of being versatile and just being able yeah. to get on with things. Obviously there's the the size issue with, with someone like Stockley, you know, would, would Liam Palmer be... He's got another place? couple of boys who can handle him though. Well, that's it. Yeah. They just hand them over. Right. The, uh, the natural... I just have to mention on the, on the Reese James thing, because credit where it's due, you message me like, Two days before, saying I've got a feeling in my waters that he's going to start Reese James as a left centre back. So clearly, you're very good at your job, mate. If, if you throw enough mud at the wall, <laughs> some of it, some of it will occasionally stick. Is, it um, is that, is that the, the phrase? But we are live on, uh, on social media, Joe. And I, I did swear um, in the press conference earlier, but thankfully, it's the one that wasn't wasn't streamed, and it wasn't a bad swear word anyway. Um, okay, then let's do it. Score prediction for tomorrow. I'm going to go 2-0 Wednesday for this one. I'm going to go 3-0 Wednesday. I like your, I like your ambition. Let's, do, let's just, you know, get this. I mean, they are they are the top scorers in, in 2022 in all competitions. So, That's yeah. It. That's it. Let's get HMS rolling out of the harbour and, uh, and straight to its uh, destination, which, of course, is the championship. That's about it. That's everything we've got to throw at you this Friday afternoon. Enjoy the weather. Hopefully we'll see an awful lot of you at Hillsborough tomorrow. But for now, at the Start Hours podcast, I've been Alex Miller. That has been Joe Crumb.